This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. I'm going to tell you about something today that I'm about to enter into because I want to encourage you to think about how you could enter it as well. Like ask yourself, how could I build in rest to my life, to my work, to my calendar? So I recently went to a conference put on by uh, Proverbs 31 Ministries called She Speaks. It's Proverbs 31 Ministries is led by Lisa Turkers. She might have read one of her many books. She's incredible. And she does this conference for female Christian speakers and writers, leaders, content creators. It's really amazing. You should look into going to it because it's in Charlotte every July. And I'm not getting paid to mention this to you, (laughs) but I will see you there next year if you wanted to go. So look into it. It is an incredible experience. You get to be with a lot of like-hearted women. And this year, on the Saturday after the conference, I had signed up for the extra VIP day, which I always recommend you do if you can, because it's always worth the the extra time and money that you get connections with more people at a more intimate level than you can at the big conference, right? Right. So Lisa Turkhurst spoke and then had a bunch of other women who kind of brought part of this different thread into leaning into rest for your soul throughout the Saturday morning we were to get together. And uh, it wasn't really like logistical or practical or anything for your business or your writing and things like that. It was really just saying, hey, you pour yourself out. You're speaking or writing or leading or coaching or creating all of the things that you do, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, business owner, a coach, a mom, anybody. You're just pouring out all of the time. So this Saturday was a restful Sunday for your soul. And it was one of the things that really caught me and so impacted me that somebody spoke about in it that actually changed my plans for the rest of the summer. And honestly, I didn't expect this. I went to the conference looking for practical tacticals and I wanted somebody to help me with like right now, where am I, where I'm at, teach me what I need to know, you know? And what I really came away with was this one snippet from that Saturday. And I don't remember who actually was talking about it, but she was starting to talk about the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath holy, which is one of the commandments. And like my husband says, he he says, you know, we wouldn't say, hey, it's okay to commit adultery or murder, but we can continually not keep the Sabbath holy. (laughs) And when you put it in perspective of like what we do in disaster relief organization, my husband and I run, well, we always ask our responders to rest. We teach that because we're into self-care. Because when you're pouring yourself out in the midst of crisis, it's really important to pay attention to what you need so you can keep going, right? Like putting on the oxygen mask so you can be able to take care of other people, get oil in your lamp. And for you, maybe this is right where you're at. Maybe you are burnt out or you have compassion fatigue. 
You've been pouring yourself out for so long, operating in crisis, managing all the chaos, not really taking a break. Maybe you're thinking you're waiting to get a break, but I'm going to, I'm just here to tell you. People don't go around giving breaks, friend. (laughs) You have to take and make a break for yourself. I could probably make that a, like, that's a nice graphic, right? Take and make a break. Okay, so for me, what I came across that day was this truth, this, what the Lord was speaking to me, is the concept of what this woman said on Saturday was that the Sabbath isn't just about resting. It's about trusting. The rest, to me, the rest is like the tangible fruit. The trust is the intangible root. And that's the key. So what it made me think is I've really got to get my root system grown. I need to be trusting God to help me get everything done in six days. It's not about working harder. I will say it's always about working smarter for sure, but really we're getting to the root issue of trusting God to help you get it done if you need to actually get it done. And, you know, I think we all talk about trusting God in a lot of different ways, but when it gets down to it, when was the last time you prayed, hey, God, can you help me get everything done that I need to get done? When was the last time you put it before the Lord and said, Everything that's on the to-do list, on your calendar, all the things sitting on your plate, all the loud voices screaming at you, all the stuff you must do, all the things you want to do, all the things you have to do. When was the last time you asked him to manage them for you? When was the last time you invited him to really be the CEO of your calendar and your time schedule? If you have been listening for very long, you know I talk about Parkinson's law, which is the concept that work will expand to the amount of time you give it. So if you think you have till Friday, and that's what you say, you're, to finish project, you're going to take till Friday. Your brain's going to say, I've got five more days to do this, so I don't have to do it right now. If you say, well, I'm going to get that done by the fall, then you're not going to get it done until the fall. You might not even get it done in the fall if you've moved the boundary or moved the deadline because it's so far away. So deadlines actually have a, they, they give you a gift, a measure of a strong boundary on them that's excellent for your work ethic and also your confidence, your sense of accomplishment, and your overall results in life. So what if you said, I have until evening this day of this week to get it all done, or I have till midnight of this day of the week? I'm going to say I'm not really like this big rule follower around what day the true Sabbath is. (laughs) I encourage you to walk in the freedom of Christ. Go pick a day. If you want your Sabbath to be Thursday, if that's what actually is possible, go do it. It is pretty hard, like in the Western culture, for pastors who have to work on Sunday, cannot hold you to this like a legalistic belief that Sabbath has to be Sunday. And if you go and ask somebody about what day is Sabbath on the Hebrew calendar, well, you're going to find out it's not Sunday. So then you have to ask, like, well, what time of day does, does it start? Is it sundown? Is it midnight? Is it when the clock changes? Like, oh no, no. Friend, I'm going to tell you, recognize the need for there to be one day a week that at some point a seventh day needs to come around. Don't go get so crazy. What if it's the eighth day? Is it bad if it's the sixth day? <laughs> the concept of it has to be that you're in a relationship with a Lord and Savior who is there for you a creator of all things, including you, including the calendar who says, hey, you look like me. You're formed in my image. You can get it all in six days. I'm proof. 
I showed you how to do it. And what if we just look at him and his his way and his path and go, you know what? It's so true. I could I could do this. Instead of saying, I have seven days in the week. I have to get it all done before we start over, which is why everybody hates Monday. And what if you just said, I have six days and God's going to help me make that happen. Now, I know some of you are going to say, listen, I work three jobs. I work every day of the week. I have to be somewhere. I've got responsibilities. I've got all my kids. Well, you never get a day off from kids. That's just the rest of your life. But it is true that sometimes you just can't stop based on roles and responsibilities and stage of life. Let let this lead me to share with you my second point. Okay. You need to understand what it is you're doing, how you're working that's actually going to burn you out, the thing that's fatiguing you, that you're overusing and you're not trusting God to wrap up in six days. So let's talk about my husband. He is a physical doer. He wakes up in the morning and smells the sun before the sun is up and he's like, I got to get up and I got to go do things. And then he crashes asleep at like 9.30 at night. So he can get back up in the sun (laughs) and keeps doing, doing, doing. He's very physically engaged in his work. That's who he is. That's how God made him to reveal who God is. Well, I'm a mental worker. I'm a thinker. So my work is mostly in my brain. My doing isn't like the physical outward experience of how much physical work I got done, like my husband. I'm not doing manual labor. Like he's mostly on the computer, like running the organization on his end. Um, but the amount of work that he has, that the way he shows up to work, the way I show up to work, they're different. But both of our versions of work can expand to the amount of time we give them. So I'm pouring out mentally all of the time. I'm creating, I'm using my left brain, my right brain, and I'm managing my household, caring for my children and my husband, running ministry, running a business, building other things that have yet to be manifested, trying to spend time with the Lord, trying to get to the grocery store, you know, like just all of the things. And then I'm consuming things so I can turn around and produce from them so I can pour into you and the people that are in my spheres of influence. It's all brain work. And if I don't rest, it will exhaust and overwhelm me. So I realized that what I needed to do is not what my husband needs to do to rest. He needs a day off from physical doing and physical work, and I need a day off of thinking work. So it's actually okay for me to go do physical work outside in the yard or a project or take a hike because that's actually going to help me disengage from the brain work. That's what I need to take a rest from, which that's just individual. It's relative to you. So what does that mean in your life? If you were to take a day off from your type of work, how would you define that work? What is it you actually need to rest from? Let's say, you know, some of you are maybe nurses or caregivers in your life at this stage. Maybe your day off needs to be a day off of caring. Maybe you need to do some brain work and get creative. Maybe you need to go do a physical thing, a yard project, exercise, a hike, go paint something. Or maybe your work that burns you out, the thing that fatigues you, and the thing that you you need your soul to be restored in and to show up in is the heart space. You know, some of you are overworked 
and not resting and trusting in the Lord and in the heart space. Some of you in the body and the physical space and some of you in the brain space. Some of you are going to be in the heart space and there's going to be a crossover because of the role and responsibility you have in the season of life. Like you can kind of be exhausted in both of them and all three of them, but it's really important that you become aware what it is that's actually happening in your life. If you think a Sabbath or a, a, a time of rest only applies to physical, you can lay on the couch all day long and worry. And that's not resting. That's not trusting. You can lay on the couch all day long, not do anything physical, and still be working in that mental space and not have any kind of rest or restoration. So think to yourself, how could I manage it? How could I have one day and say, like, even just step into it slowly? Maybe I could take half a day. Maybe I could take a two-hour period of time and intentionally say, I'm intentionally resting. I'm intentionally trusting God that he's for me. He's going to help me get everything done, even if I take two hours off. You don't have to even call it self-care. You don't have to call it anything. You could just say, I'm trusting God right now. So I've actually taken this a step further and I realized, well, I haven't taken a sabbatical in 21 years of ministry. (laughs) So that is a bad example to set for you. (laughs) I know. But honestly, I didn't know how to even take a baby step into it because, you know, our job, our ministry is crisis. So you can't really schedule that. A hurricane doesn't ask you when it's going to work out for you. Like, do you mind? I would like to take, I would like to have landfall, you know, the day before your anniversary. Do you mind? You know, they just, crisis doesn't ask. Kids don't ask, does this work for you? (laughs) You know, it's crisis, married to somebody who's constantly traveling and going, and little kids, homeschooling, working. And it's very hard to find a time to actually take a sabbatical and really, t- or even just some type of extended break. Um, a friend recently visited us. He was entering sabbatical and he needed to begin it by being with friends while his wife needed to enter her sabbatical by being alone because everybody does it differently. There just has to be a respect for that, Right. There needs to not be so many rules around it and judgment based on what you think is the right way because Jesus came to set us free. The law didn't go away when Jesus died on the cross. He fulfilled the law. Jesus and our relationship with him and the work of the cross fulfilled the law. He, we are incapable of holding the law and keeping it in our own, like on our own, in our own strength. We're not capable of doing anything without him. So he is the fulfillment of the law. And we don't have to be legalistic about our Sabbath or our sabbatical. We need to be relational, not religious, about resting and trusting. We can actually just rest and trust. That's what we got from the work of the cross, is the ability to rest and trust that the fulfillment of the law came to earth and brought us what we needed so we can rest in him and lean into him for everything we need. So I highly encourage you to see what it looks like to implement some of these practices in your own life. So for me, I'm taking some time off in August and I'm doing a lot of batch work to get episodes and 
social stuff, like social media stuff done ahead of time. I'm taking a break from the live sessions we do in the Greenhouse Life Coach training course. You know, we've been meeting twice a month or more for a year. And as an example for my coaches, I'm doing what I can to get August set up for myself and everything batched so that I can really spend more time with the Lord and enter into the secret place without so much mental work in front of me. I want to be with my family and cultivate new ideas, see what God wants to do with the future, take my girls on dates, take my husband on dates, not just sleep all day, but actually enter a season where the things that are consistently on my brain are not right in front of me. And I can rest and trust that he is going to help me get all of it done so I can take an extended period of time to pursue him. And what does he want from September on? What's happening in the world today is um, shaking. And we have to be prepared. And it means go spend time with the Lord and hear from him and get your roots solidly uh just firm in the foundation. Get planted by the water, the the streams of living water. Get into the secret place. Know that you know what you need to know from the Lord himself and be planted. Become an oak of righteousness, especially if you're a coach. You've got things to give. You have things to offer. And it is time in a day and an age like this for such a time as today It is important for you to know that you are where you are supposed to be for for today. You need to know. And pulling away to go move into that secret place with the Lord, to be with him, is absolutely necessary. And I'm going to tell you, it's more necessary right now than it probably has been in a very long time. But get as much done so that you can enter into the secret place and rest and trust the Lord and let him refresh you and fill you up. I'm just trusting God's going to give me what I need and he's going to make up for what the world would call lost time. He's going to help me by being my CEO. He's going to help determine the schedule for August and a new schedule in September. He's going to do that for me because I'm honoring him and trusting him by bringing a Sabbath season into my life, my home, and my work. He's going to take care of whatever it is that I need to do. So I hope this encourages you and reminds you to, you know, lean into rest, lean into trust. Let him make up for the areas that you're normally trying to micromanage and control because you don't know how to get it all done. I want to encourage you that it's possible. It's an invitation And I'm really excited to come back to you really fresh after a month. And, you know, you're still going to hear podcast episodes. You're still going to be able to schedule appointments. You can still jump into the Greenhouse Christian Life Coach training course. It's just that all of the things are going to be set up and scheduled ahead of time so I can really truly rest and be a better coach, be a better teacher, be a better mom and a wife because I've really rested and taken the break that I need. And you need and deserve a break and a rest and restoration. You deserve to lean in and listen to the word of God to you. His, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. So go be in that. Get in the secret place. Go become intimately aware of the Father in your midst. Go sit at his feet. Enter his house. 
get intimately connected to Holy Spirit in a new and fresh way and intimately drawn back to your first love, Jesus. Let him restore you. Go buy yourself a new Bible or devotional or journal or all three. Do something to introduce a new season of rest into your life because this is possible in some way for you and you can ask him to show you how. All right, bless you and we'll talk soon. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.